What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Game Informer Show, a weekly podcast covering the video game industry. Join us every Thursday for a discussion about the latest gaming news, reviews, and exclusive reveals alongside Game Informer staff and special guests from around the industry. I'm your host, Alex Van Aken, and today I'm joined by Marcus Stewart. Hello, Marcus. Hello, I am feeling fantastic today. You didn't yeah? ask, but I'm letting you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you're right. I should have asked. That's, yeah. I'm That's a selfish just... lover. It's my fault. <laughs> you know, my I fault. respect that. We, we got to love ourselves so we can love others, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Kyle Hilliard, how are you? Thank you so much for asking, Alex. I really appreciate you being thoughtful about no worries, you know, my day and what's going on. I- I'm doing good. I do. I really do care. It's I a do. good week for video games, man. Dead Space tomorrow, the hi-fi, whatever, beat, rush. I keep forgetting what the third word is. That's out <laughs> suddenly. Yeah. I don't know why I keep calling it hi-fi res, I, it's, but it's yeah. hi-fi rush, I think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, a lot of games. <laughs> uh, and rounding out the show, we've got a special guest will be joining us for the first half of the show it's returning guest Khalif Adams how you doing Kyle what's good what's good what's good thank you so much for having me it is wonderful to be rocking with all of you and and now that you said that you are a selfish lover knowing that you <laughs> have such a, a beautiful vo- beautiful singing voice mm-hmm. I need the remix to easy lover from Phil oh, Collins no. to come from from, from oh my god from Van Aken at some point in this life if there's you know look i'm not asking for early birthday presents but i'm saying <laughs> if i got a little bit of that you know you don't have to put it public you just send it to me and text me you have my number awesome. <laughs> it'll be amazing yeah. have you ever been compared to phil collins before no but i've actually been listening to phil collins a little bit lately just you know was in the mood i think i was i think i'm on like phil collins tiktok which is a weird sentence to say yeah but i get a lot of, i get a lot of like lore videos about phil collins and is it him? his career like no his no t- it's, like is he's on no. tiktok <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be even better just his like autobiography Wait, did, did i on did TikTok. i miss something with phil collins i mean is this a dead space 3 reference is that what we're talking because his like phil collins was the music in the dead space 3 trailers yeah, Wait, what? It was. Yeah, it I was. don't remember. It was that. awesome. Yeah, it was. Just, I had no it's just, idea. It's like wow. Isaac walking up on the snow, and it's all crazy. And Phil Collins kicks yeah. in. It's like it's like in the air yeah, tonight. It's like, well, I don't think it's, it's like that. Necromorphs jumped out. It's like, I don't. I don't know <laughs> if this tone works, but I'm. It feels right. You know. <laughs> was that when they were like everybody was trying to chase like the Dead Island trailer? <sighs> yes, maybe sort of vibes. Yep. It's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Was it like a sad version of his song? Yeah, it's like around the trend of like, let's take a song people like and make it sad. Yeah, <laughs> I totally derailed the beginning of the show. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, Kelly, you've been you've been making the rounds uh, because the Spawnies are coming up, which is your, um, you know, your award show that you do every year. You've been doing it real big this year. Uh, tell us about the Spawnies. What's going on? Yeah, it's been a really fun couple of weeks of doing promo for the show. It's been great. Uh, you know, the show was going to drop on January 30th at 6 p.m. PST uh, at twitch.tv slash spawn on me. You'll be able to check out me and uh, Rihanna Manuel Pena uh, coming back for the two time, two time, two time co host spot. Uh, and rock, awesome. rocking That's with this me. Monday. That's this Monday coming up. So not, not too far off uh, in terms of uh, where we are in, in the month. But. Yeah, it's it's just a lot of fun of of getting a chance to kind of like reimagine what a video game award show can be, and and, and how do you kind of add layers of fun and uh, you know black and brown culture, uh, and 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 kind of you know fulfilling the idea, the aspirational goal of of you know having a show where from the time that you start that show, everyone you see uh, from top to bottom is from either underrepresented community or from a marginalized group. Um, and, and, and it's just a lot of fun to be able to kind of like rethink of what that, what that pattern is and how you can subvert it and, and make it cool and dope. And what I like to call for the culture as, as we say, that's awesome. Yeah. So tell me more about the show itself. Um, you know, are you, is it purely awards? Are you, uh, it's, I remember last year you and Rihanna were kind of like had these like thoughtful kind of commentaries while kind of 
giving out these awards and the award title is always super fun too. <laughs> um, so can you tell us a little more about that? Yeah. So, so we, we, we've rounded up to a baker's dozen this year. We're at 13 awards. So we added a couple of new categories, one being our crystal biscuit award, which is the kind of looking <laughs> forward into the future, you know, most anticipated game. Uh, we also have my, uh, our B water, my friend, uh, a reference to the, uh, amazing Bruce Lee quote because I'm a huge fighting game fan and we never had a fighting game uh, category before uh, so now we have one uh, that's surprising knowing you I, I, you know what it's one of those things of like when you're building out uh, a show you're just like okay did I forget anything <laughs> but you know what it was great because this past year we had like such a great roundup of fighting games I was like oh we are totally missing something by not having a fighting game uh, category in our show. So you put that in this year, which is which is super fun. And yeah, it, it's going to be like format is going to be fairly similar to last year. I don't think it's going to be stray too hard from 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 where we were. But one of the biggest things is, you know, first year we did it all in the pandemic. Well, we're in the pandemic, but, you know, we did it uh, isolated yeah. and, and virtually in that way. And this year we, we did it live uh, in person with each other that's in, awesome in, in, a, in a wonderful space that you all see uh on the live show but i think that added another layer of of, of dopeness to the show i think you know re is is one of the most brilliant uh creators and personalities in this industry and i think you know i was looking at some of the footage that we got back and i was like wow just she is really good at all of this and I'm hoping that this just continues to try to find ways to propel her into more places to be able to do more of that work. But I think, again, the foundation is, you know, I think for most award shows, you don't get a chance to really hear developers kind of talk a little bit longer than usual before they get the the, the music and the hook. Uh, and, and our show is hopefully going to do a little bit more of that to kind of give them a little bit more space to, 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 to talk about what they do. Uh, and while also like you know you know our presenters as well you know we have folks like Max Rhymes doing something dope he's a he's a fantastic creator on the Facebook platform uh, he's he's doing a really dope DJ set to to to, to kind of begin our show um, That's sick. you know we're doing uh, you know Aaron Ashley Simon you know co-owner of of X Set is going to be on our show presenting this year I am Brandon we have a lot of amazing folks who are in this space both kind of larger and 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 on the come up. To broaden out that conversation too, of like again, we want our show to be a, a launch pad for not only good games that you might have gotten a chance to play in the last year, but a lot of dope faces and, and new personalities that you might not have known about, so that you get a new understanding of like what is our impact in the video game industry as as people of color and from folks from from uh, underrepresented groups of uh, folks. So uh, that's that's still the hope. We have a really dope music segment. That's not just the Max Rhymes thing that I've been holding on to for a minute. We have a couple of surprises if you if you are you know listening to this right now and you saw some of the energy that was on Twitter today about Dead Space and we'll talk a little bit about that a little bit later. But you know there's some more <laughs> some more energy towards uh, roasting a, a wonderful friend of ours that we have in, in, in common uh, that might pop up <laughs> in our show too. So a lot a lot of good energy is going to be in the Spawnies again this year and um, just really excited about about all those pieces. Hell yeah! So. Monday, January 30th at what time? 6 p.m. Pacific time. That is 9 p.m. Eastern. So East Coast folks, don't be too mad at me. We won't have a, a crazy long show. It's not going to be a, a three-hour show where you're up till midnight. We'll probably end out around like 11 o'clock because we'll do uh, the main show. Uh, and then we have a 30-minute post-show where we hang out with the chat and, and hang out with the audience and talk about what just happened. So uh, it, awesome. it, it'll be a quick in and out. Uh, you'll be able to go to sleep and not be too tired the next morning. And twitch.tv slash spawn on me. Yes, right? yes, yes, yes. Awesome. We're, we're partnering with Twitch this year. They are they are uh, hosting us in, in the biggest and, and, and brightest way. We'll be on the front page of Twitch. Uh, awesome. Doing it live. Our friends from Xbox and uh, the Zynga Black Resource Dev Group are also helping to sponsor our show this year as well. So it's also great to have some some heavy hitters in, 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 in the back pocket helping us do some really cool stuff. And also one big part of the show, actually, the, one of the biggest parts of that show is um, we worked with a technology partner called Grab Labs. Uh, and this year, all of our voting is fan voted, is coming from the fans. Uh, so our nominees were uh, voted in by the fans. Our winners were voted in by the fans. Uh, so if there are things that you don't like about that show, I mean, you got to vote next year. You can't be mad at me and Rihanna for <laughs> for for what 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 went down in the show. But I think you know, looking at and thinking no complaining about, this year either, right? I, they they voted. So th yeah, you can't complain. You can't be mad. You know, if you if you upset, you gotta you gotta look at your fellow fellow person and turn to them on the internet and be like, yo, why'd you vote for that? <laughs> Um, but I, but I love that aspect of the show this year. I think that brings the show, you know, as a way that is growing, 
um, and, and giving us more space to play. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to see what, what people voted for and how the reactions go down in the chat once they see it. Hell yeah. Well, let's get into the rest of the show. Marcus, Hi. you reviewed Dead Space for us, the remake. Um, you gave it a 9 out of 10? Yes. Tell us the overall your overall thoughts real quick, and then we'll we'll pass it to Cobb before he has to get out of here as well. Yeah. Hey, you remember how like in 2008, Dead Space came out and that game was really good? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so it's 2023, and uh, Dead Space is still really good. It turns out. Uh, I was I was skeptical. You know, you, you just never know. Yeah, it's it's funny. I've revisited Dead Space, the original Dead Space, twice in the last like ten months because I replayed a good chunk of it uh, for the Callisto Protocol cover story we did because I was second on that. And then you know when I knew I was going to be reviewing this, I was like, okay, let me fire it up again. And both times that I ran through it. You know, I was always struck by like, man, this is aged pretty well. You know, <laughs> like I could sit down and play this whole thing and just be totally fine. And, you know, having such a strong foundation to work with certainly helps because, you know, when you the idea of a remake for this game, it was like, I don't think you guys really need to do a ton. I think, you know, just make this look nicer and maybe tighten up the controls to maybe match like third person shooters of today. And that's largely what they did. There's a little more to it, but those were kind of the big things that I, and I think a lot of fans wanted out of this and they knocked it out of the park. Like, you know, it looks fantastic. The, the graphical facelift, like everything, the necromorphs, especially. Yeah, I just, I want to, I want to jump on, on that Marcus, like seriously, like maybe the best looking game I've played like in my life, <laughs> like, which is, which oh, is like hyperbolic. Absolutely. Like, I don't say that lightly, but I think it's a combination of like the lighting is fantastic right and it also yes. obscures a lot of things right they can put a lot of they can shroud a lot of stuff in darkness if they don't want you to look at it and then i also think the sort of industrial setting of the ishimura is just good for video game graphics for digital graphics i think they can just render that kind of thing really well like metal is something graphics are just good at doing and when the whole game <laughs> yeah. takes place inside of make metal, it shiny it it just works like it's been a long i mean even like god of war ragnarok i looked at and i was like oh this looks great this looks really great but dead space was the first time in a while that i was like oh my god <laughs> like this looks incredible just like shining the flashlight down a hallway and stuff it's nuts yeah it likes it dead space back in the day was up there of like best graphics and stuff like it looked amazing at the time and yeah, I agree, Kyle. And I called out the lighting specifically in my review of like, it, I think it really is the glue that brings the the graphical update together because there's so many like, they love putting you in pitch blackness <laughs> and just having you rely on like the, the little light on your gun to like walk down these narrow hallways and you're just hearing all of these terrifying like grunts and moans and bangings. And you're, you know, they do some really fun audio tricks of like, I think one's crawling nearby but i i can't tell and sometimes nothing happens and then sometimes everything happens uh, yeah it's just the ishimura just looks so much better now and it it reminded me that it's up there of like at least for me one of my favorite just video game settings is that ship you know just the the sense of place it has like you know it's the cliche thing of saying it, it it's a character right but it you know it really is in this case and then just the the gameplay like the the dismemberment stuff was always really cool back in the day and i've really forgotten how much fun it is when you get deep into the game and you've upgraded uh some of your weapons enough and you have like a larger arsenal and they start introducing more enemy types and they throw them at you in different combinations where you're kind of strategically like okay if i take this guy out first because he's going to be a problem he's got the explodey arm i could cut his arm off and then i could throw his explodey arm at these big guys and then you just drop everything when those bats show up you know i that's like the only way i can describe oh yeah the scramble i don't i got a million guys on my left i'm sorry i I gotta focus on this bat i just gotta throw all my ammo at you (laughs) and what's cool is i love the uh the alternate firing modes on all the weapons like i i really liked using the the little firewall that you can shoot for um the flamethrower it's really good for corridors and it's also very satisfying to have like a bunch of them charging at you and you're just like nope (laughs) and you shoot that little wall of fire and you just watched them burn to death and you're like yeah but like the, <laughs> the shooting feels good like it, you know they tied it up to where it feels like uh like a game that would release today while you know like the guns feel punchier you know the plasma cutter feels better than it ever has and like some of the bigger stuff has is like the level design which is interesting because it's like the bigger 
differences are there, but it's also the more subtle ones. Like I said in my review that if, unless you replay Dead Place relatively recently or you just have like a really good memory of how it was laid out, you're probably not going to notice the level design changes immediately. But, you know, it's it's the same general layout of the ship, but it's more interconnected in a way where you don't need to use the tram sometimes to get from like one district to the other one. You can kind of walk your way there, which feels nice because it just makes it feel like a more like organically connected uh, area. Like the tram is still there if you want to just quickly get across to, you know, one side of the ship to the other. But I, I kind of like that you can just walk your way to like, I'm just going to go to hydroponics or whatever. You know, it's more dangerous. <laughs> but yeah, it, there's some benefits to it because this game also uh, lets you backtrack to the other areas a lot more than in the first game. So and the reason for that is that there's side quests now. Uh, there's not a ton from what I've said. I, I think I... I think I did all of them, but I, I don't know for sure because uh, I was being pretty thorough trying to finish them all up. But, you know, there's um like different logs you can find and uh, just they all just kind of serve to expand existing characters of like, hey, remember that weird like human engineered necromorph that could regenerate? Like you can go find out the whole story behind like what happened. How did that happen and stuff? If you chase down these audio logs and they're all in different districts or there's like a, a thread where you can uh, follow Nicole, who's like your girlfriend. Like, oh, yeah. She's like her investigation is like figuring out what was going on. It's kind of pulling. Um, and this game does a lot where it's pulling some lore stuff from the other Dead Space games that came afterwards to kind of tighten up the continuity a bit of like, OK, now that they have all of this lore that was established after the fact, we can retroactively include some things you know from maybe like extraction or like because there I, I think people forget how much lore there is in dead space like that that was like a whole media thing there's <laughs> an know? animated movie yeah like, there's comics. like a 90 minute animated movie that you don't need to watch <laughs> but it exists <laughs> yes. so it, it's cool to see them kind of draw some of that in to make this a little more cohesive thing uh isaac can talk now uh, which you know you couldn't in the first game. I'm so grateful for that too. It was so nice to hear him be like, "I'm I don't want to talk to any more unitologists." <laughs> like I think that's like one of his lines, and I was like, "Yeah, Isaac, tell him finally." That's what I say when I go to church. I'm done talking <laughs> to you guys. <laughs> They're like, "What's unitology?" Khalif, yeah. uh, you uh, disclaimer: there is a reference to one of your ongoing jokes online in the game. Um, is that- it? Yes, there is. There's a uh, cock and cook joke on a wall. In I, I'll, I've seen screenshots even before my friends were uh, reviewing the game. They sent me a screenshot privately. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, they actually put that <laughs> in there. Uh, <laughs> what, really? What, okay. what are your thoughts on uh, on Dead Space so far? Well, the the thing I love about this conversation is is a lot of the conversations that I had and a lot of the folks who uh, you know um, disclaimer a lot of uh, folks worked behind the scenes in what EA had as their creator council for Dead Space, and I was lucky enough to be one of the folks in that. Uh, so we basically worked with the the folks at Motive for over the past two years to kind of like consult and 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 give them good feedback about you know things that we loved about the series and especially the first game and and we had this really fantastic back and forth uh, between the dev team and and ourselves uh, to talk about you know what was the things that we were hoping to see kind of pull through and so many of the the the, the parts you all have been talking about nail exactly so many of the aspirational parts that they had hoped to kind of pull in but also just like from a gameplay perspective just nail the atmospheric bits in there the audio stuff in there my my favorite thing in the new dead space is the intensity director which totally changes the the, the way that you play that game in 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 actual ways especially for a remake where you have an idea of where all the scares are but the intensity director changes that in actual tangible ways that changes up how you think about where you go and how you play uh, the the cock can't cook thing. I don't remember asking for that specifically. I do. I, th- I might have said something in passing in one of our in one of our group meetings, uh, and then I got a screenshot in our in our you know our our you know Slack that we had. Um, and I, can, I, can you contextualize this a little bit because I don't yes. know what this is. Yeah. So a uh, friend of 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 spawn on me and friend of the internet, Paris Lilly, who uh, is one of the members of Xcast and the Gamertag Radio podcast. We've known each other for God over a decade in the industry, and you know, 
the TLDR version of it is for the past almost three years now, we've been going back and forth on Twitter about like who can cook and who can't cook. Uh, that culminated in, you know, me putting up a big video that had like Cedric the Entertainer in it and uh, Kurt Angle in it and and a couple other folks in it. Uh, some folks you some folks you might have known. Uh, and then he got me back by going on the Xbox showcase that he was helping to, to co-host. And, I forgot about that. And put up the <laughs> and put up the, the he put up a controller when they were doing their um uh their uh, controller lab uh redo. And on the bottom, you can inscribe something on it, and it said Kai can't cook on it. So he 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 like immediately won the internet and got me and and ethered me in the best way possible. So for that time, we've been going back and forth and trying to scheme and plot about how we can get each other back. Um, and this this wasn't a thing that I like did. <laughs> so it makes it even cooler to see that it made it into a game that I that I love and and adore. Um, and and it also kind of now in my mind has forever lore about the Ishimura of like whomever was dying after eating his food scribed this on the wall right before they died uh to kind of give their <laughs> last opinion about must who, put meme on wall uh, yeah like <laughs> must give last opinion before i die about this really dumb thing about who can cook and who can't <laughs> so, i hope it gets uh, its own wiki page on the dead space wiki. i pray I, pr I will light candles i will i will figure out i'll pay somebody <laughs> to do it but it, but it's a uh, it was a great moment, not only for for me as a, as a as a Dead Space fan, and it's also just great to have a really fun thing kind of pop up uh, on the internet when the, the gaming discourse has been very very dour of the, in the past couple of months. But it's also just like really cool to see something that came out of a really dumb idea kind of continue to push forward, even though I know people are, are sick and tired of it. Uh, but it's nice to see something between two friends continue to move in this fun way. And uh, again, like I said, it's not over yet. I I'm sure that he is already plotting and scheming to figure out a way to get me back. But uh, I Dead Space 2. Dead Space 2 remake is, is going to be something in there. We'll have a whole ship in there. He has to carve it on like the actual moon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the funniest part was somebody today on somebody today on Twitter was saying it was like, I have a feeling the best way to get Khalif back is if you if someone put something in Starfield. And I was like, oh, that would be really good, actually. It's one of the millions of planets is somehow just that. It's yep. just his planet. Yep. It's like in the shape of my face and it's just called Kent Cookington or some nonsense. It's yeah. like Ego the Living. It's just him talking as a planet. Yeah, something. And that, you know what? And it would be fantastic. I would love it. It would be super, super cool. So uh, that's that's where that kind of reference comes from. But I, but I, again, like I think this game is doing stuff that I'm hoping other remakes will crib like the intensity director is is important i think like you said the graphical layer of that is is really important yeah so the i so i'm somebody who i rented dead space one yeah. on Redbox for a night never beat it but i like i played through the first like hour or two uh back in the day and so i'm gonna be coming back in pretty much fresh is the intensity director uh kind of just like making it because I, I know marcus you mentioned there's more like backtracking if you want is that sort of like does the intensity director kind of making you know random encounters crap up and stuff yeah it's a little bit of that i mean the, the design for the ishimura for this remake was that it was going to be one huge continuous ship like you could go through it like marcus was talking about in any kind of route that you wanted but the intensity director would be like you know where a jump scare is going to wind up being some of those are continue are still scripted in the ways you need to for that continuity to the first game but an enemy that was in the that was in a hallway in the first game may not be in that in that hallway in this version of the game or it won't be in there the first time you go through that hallway, right? So, like, the lights may be off the next time you travel back to that space, and they weren't the first time you did. If you go back into a load, I remember when we were doing uh, playtesting for some of that stuff, um, there was one section that I was doing a loop in, and one of the developers was saying, go back into that space and do that loop again. And I went back and did it. Lights were on. I was killed, like, in the middle of doing something. Uh, and I went back into that room and that, that enemy wasn't there anymore. And the sounds that were playing in that space had dissipated in a different way. They, they were being triggered in a different way. I went back for a third time and there were even more enemies in that section. And there were some other elements that had changed just in that same loop. I was, it wasn't even a thing of like me reloading the space. It was just like oh, me okay, going yeah. back into that space triggered That's cool. potential potentially new things happening. So I think... That is a huge part of what makes this game so much better than the previous game, especially for fans of the of the first series. But now for folks who have never played it, like 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 you were talking about, 
you're going to have multiple different versions of experiences throughout your gameplay uh, that, that will be vastly different potentially than other people who, who are playing at the same time as you are. So that to me is like brilliant and one of the coolest things about the game and, and just like has me so excited for for what they could potentially do with, you know, my favorite game, which is Dead Space 2. Uh, and if they get a chance to make that in, in the future. Yeah, it does a great job of, like, maintaining the intensity and unpredictability of the game, like, hours in. And, yeah, like I mentioned before, like, it really shown for backtracking because, you know, you clear out an entire district, or at least you think you did, and then you, you're going to be running around back and forth, even if you're a little bit thorough, either due to side quests or to uh, unlock different, because there's different security key cards that you got to find so you're like oh this door required level two i couldn't get it a few hours ago now i've got the key i'm gonna go back and see what's in there so now i gotta traverse this uh this area and every time you go back it never feels truly safe because sometimes i'll go back and you're like okay nothing's happening i'm, I'm good and then other times something happens we're like oh this new enemy type that was not here the first time just popped out and or like multiple enemies and it never feels formulaic. It like always kept me on my toes and like you'll hear different sounds. And what's cool about it is that because you never really know what might happen, it does the thing where you, even if nothing's happening, you kind of trick yourself into thinking something might happen. Of like, I heard something. Was that sound there before? I don't think I heard that cry the last time I was here, which is like probably what you would be doing anyway if you were in that situation in real life. <laughs> of like, you're just letting your mind <laughs> go off the rails. So I, I thought that was just like you mentioned Khalif, like that's just such a big part of what makes this uh remake work and you know in terms of the story stuff like it's pretty much the same story so if you like the dead space story it's it's pretty much that there are some like changes here and there but like it's like more on the lighter side of like oh it's the same result it just sort of like played out a little differently so it's like it's not like a huge thing at least to me there's one at the end or towards the end that was like okay that's a that's the same but different but i like it better and yeah it's just across the board of like the spectrum of remakes you know uh, when you look at like something that's like kind of one-to-one -one, like maybe the last of us and then on the far under end there's like final fantasy 7 or like maybe the resident evil remakes like those are just basically new games because they're just gameplay wise are completely different than what they were this is kind of like maybe closer in the middle-ish uh but I don't think it needs to be anything more than what it is. Like, I think the changes that they implemented were really smart and they didn't go overboard, you know, of like, let's just totally make this like almost unrecognizable. It's like, this is like the game that I remember, but you know, just better. Right. And that's kind of all it needs to be at the end of the day. And that's like the number one goal. Like, Hey, that thing that you really loved here, it is spruced up and it's actually better than what you remember. Ta-da. And this game is that I'm super excited for the future. And I really hope this is like, this isn't a one-off thing that EA is like, Oh, you know, I hope this sells well or, you know, whatever. Cause I would, I would love a dead space two remake. I'm up there too. Like I think dead space two is the best one. Mm -hmm. So I would love this caliber remake applied to that or just the new game. That would be great too. <laughs> Can we yeah. just get dead space four going? I'm, I won't say no to it. Awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, great. Well, that's going to wrap up our Dead Space remake review conversation. Uh, Kyle, you need to get out of here. But before you go, uh, we just want to remind people the spawnings are happening Monday, uh, January 30th at 6 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash spawn on me. Where else can people go to check out you and all of your work? First of all, thank you again for, for having me. It's always super dope to be able to rock with you and the rest of the GI fam. Uh, you know, again, uh, we're on year 10. This is our 10th year of doing Spawn on Me, which is wild to say out loud. Uh, and, <laughs> and yeah, we're, we're, thank you very much. Um, and, and we're continuing to, to rock on the, on the podcasting space and, and, you know, all the podcast platforms that you can find we are on there uh we are still doing our work uh, over at youtube as well uh, youtube.com slash spawn on me and and yeah we have a lot of fun stuff coming up for this year i think this year is going to be a, a pretty big one for us in terms of continuing the conversation of spotlighting people of color in the video game industry and continue to try to find good ways to to bring up smart nuanced fun conversations in, in a space that uh that absolutely needs it so 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 we hope that that is uh continuing to be the space that we occupy Hell yeah. Well, thanks for returning again. I'm sure we'll probably see you back on before the year's up. We got 12 months. Maybe you'll come back. 
There's a lot of games coming out this year. Anytime that you'll have me, I'll, I'm down the rock. Hell yeah. Well, thank you uh, for joining us and um, everybody else listening. We will be right back after a quick break. Welcome back to the Game Informer Show, everyone. Uh, we are going to get into the playlist, which is the section of the show uh, where we talk about the games we've been playing this week. It just so happens that we've been playing uh, a lot of the big releases. So we're going to be talking about Forspoken. Kyle reviewed that for us. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about Hi-Fi Rush. I've been, I'm like 20 minutes in, so I'm going to be asking questions and making small comments on Kyle's impressions because he has played a little further than me. 25 uh, minutes. I, 25 minutes. There you go. Uh, I mean, the game did just come out yesterday. Uh, so, um, you know, we, we did what we could, but the game seems cool. So we wanted to talk about it. Uh, and then uh, lastly, I might talk a little bit about a game I haven't talked about on a, for a while on this show, Valorant. Uh, there's a new map out that I really like. Um, and it kind of has some really neat mechanics. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that during the playlist, uh, and then we will uh, get out of here after answering a few listener emails. So let's get into your Forspoken review, Kyle. Uh, give us the overview of the game. I'm sure, I mean, it's it's been the topic of the week, I feel like, um, for a couple of weeks now. Listeners are probably familiar with it, but just in case, give us the top down, and then uh, I guess let's hear your review impressions. Yeah, so Forspoken, it's... Uh basically from the final fantasy 15 team you know with a lot of asterisks on there where it's like yeah a lot of the leadership left you know i don't know how long they were working on it who what you know what teams overlap etc but it is the developer of final fantasy 15 uh but it's a much different game it's an action game where you play as this woman named frey who's this uh new yorker who gets dropped into a magical world and has to figure out her place in that world and where she fits in. And, oh, yeah, by the way, she has, like, magical powers uh, when she's in there and she's not totally sure why. Uh, so that, that's kind of like the, you know, the summary of the game. As far as reviews, as far as my review goes, I gave it a 7.5, which on the, the Game Informer, like, scale is, like, like okay, right? It's, like, it's it's fine. It's not amazing. It's also not actively terrible, um, and it kind of boils down to like uh, the dialogue's okay, the story's okay, the the combat is kind of middling, but the parkour is like fantastic. Like moving around the world feels great because Frey has this crazy magical like sprinting that she can do and this climbing and leaping, and she can use this like magical tether to like grab onto things and launch her into the sky and spin her around. So like you're telling me there's a grappling hook in this game, Kyle? There is indeed, yeah. And it um that stuff is great and that stuff does make up like, you know, the majority of the game. Like you spend most of the time in the game like moving from point A to point B and stuff That's like cool. that. So like those other factors are kind of, you know, they kind of bring the game down. They're a little underwhelming, but they do make up less of the game. And the the thing I will say about the story is like, by the end, I, I actually, I was, I was pretty pleased with it and like where it ended up and its conclusion and where the characters were at the end, but it just takes a long time to get going. Like I didn't really feel invested and like excited to see how the story was going to end until I was like 10 hours in or something like that. Oof. And okay. and I ultimately saw credits at 15 hours. That's going to ask like how oh. long is this cuz I didn't know if it was like a like a final fantasy length like It's not. No, or... which I thought it was going to be. I was actually like bracing for it when I was assigned the review. I was like, "Okay, I'm going to clear my plate, get everything out of the way." I remember we had morning meetings and I was like, "I'm playing for spoken. I don't know if I'm going to hit the embargo. I have no idea." And then it was like a day or two later. I was like, "Oh, I oh I beat it. Okay, that that's a, that's a perfectly reasonable length for an action video game. That's actually that's, that makes that's me very good. excited. Yeah. That makes me yeah. more excited I mean, to play it. But it sounds like it's like pacing is kind of like if it takes that long, really good. Yeah, I mean the funny thing is is like I so I, I 15 hours to see the conclusion of the story, but I did play like another five hours of just like mm. running around, collecting things, exploring, getting more upgrades and that kind of thing. And that was like you know maybe maybe the most fun the game gets is like you're at the end and you kind of are mostly fully powered up and you've seen the story to its end and then you can kind of just run around and do what you want like that's where the game is really great you know well i made let's great maybe that's too <laughs> too strong <a> word. <laughs> that's where the game succeeds you know yeah yeah 
that's heartening because I think I was under the impression that it was very story heavy and stuff. And I'm sure it is like it has its moments. But yeah. I mean, there's to hear that yeah. the bulk of it is, is more of the gameplay, I guess. Yeah, it's the open if you want it to be, I mean, stuff. the reason I hit 15 hours, like I was talking to um, Jeff Markiafava, former game form writer who's over at Minmax mm-hmm. now. And he was at 15 hours and he wasn't even, I don't think he was even like halfway through the story just because he was getting so distracted on the way to every area because he was like, oh, I want to do all this stuff, you know, where I yeah. was, I was like, oh, I want to see the story. So I kind of beeline to all those spots. So that's like almost a recommendation for me is just kind of like, just focus on the story first, you know, because okay. that'll get you to a point where you're like leveled up. That That's the fastest way to get upgrades and the cool upgrades and stuff like that. And then you'll hit a point at about the 10 hour mark where the world's open for you. You have tons of power ups. Then you can kind of decide if you want to tackle all the little side stuff, you know, on the way to every uh, destination. It reminds me of like Red Dead 2 where like that game took a long time to like really open up its systems. And you were telling people like, hey, like, like pretty much just don't do anything like beeline the story until you get to like that first camp. Because even then you think that you have complete freedom, but you actually don't like all the interesting systems don't open up till you get to that first camp. Uh, so I'm actually glad you said that. <laughs> I mean, like, it's it's not a bad recommendation for all open world games, honestly. It's just like stick with yeah. the main path for a while uh, because you're going to hit walls where you, you think that you can do more than you can. You know, but it's yeah. like... Or you're like, I'm bored now. I wish I had more to do. And it's like, eh, yeah, you got to get those upgrades. I, I'm probably not as disappointed as others because I've played this game twice before. Like I... I played a pretty meaty demo at Tokyo Game Show. Oh, I, I thought you meant like you had played through it twice already. I was like, damn. Oh, no, no, no. no. I've had a hands-on <laughs> with it, like extensive hands-on okay, with I see it what twice. You're saying, yeah. um, and I, I played a really big, like a really big chunk of it at Tokyo Game Show, like probably like 30 minutes. Uh, and it was just the open world, go do what you want with some story stuff. And I completed it, like kind of cleaned it out, beat the big boss at the end, everything. And I remember at the time just kind of feeling like, everything feels not all the way there like the, the the combat feels a little messy and unresponsive in a way that i can't put my finger on and, and just kind of everything like it just feels like it just needs more time in the oven but you know at, the, at that point like it's fine it's not out yet you know it, even though it's like it's coming out kind of soon but there's still time i mean in a way the game does still kind of feel loose in that sort of hard to pinpoint way because like yeah she kind of moves on her own in a way that you sort of have to get used to. And combat's a little sluggish on purpose. Yeah, but I don't know if that was the right call. She feels you know? jittery. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. 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 At, at least that, then. I don't know. I guess maybe now too, I guess. But um, I mean, it, it's not all cleared up. You're right. It's like yeah. kind of what I'll say. But like I by the end, the, like I said, the parkour in particular, I once you get a good handle on it and you know all her abilities, it feels really good. Like that, that stuff I like. Yeah. And yeah, it, is it, is it, something similar to like infamous second son in terms of it's like movement um i actually i it's funny you mentioned that because like i did kind of think of infamous a little bit just in the way of like climbing and stuff like that infamous was more about finding like rails to jump onto to kind of glide you around the city where frey can kind of just from any point she can just sort of burst into speed you know she doesn't kind of just hold a button and she just bounds over everything yeah, like literally, you're not relying on the environment to propel you forward in the way that you do in Infamous, which is great. Infamous is, is fun in that way, too, you know, because the city is designed around, you know, the protagonist's movement because there were a few. I think there are like three ultimately in, across all the Infamous games. But um, and the combat, like the way she's sort of firing stuff out of her hand, like kind of feels infamousy, but it's just not as smooth as Infamous. Yeah. But yeah, I hadn't even thought of Infamous, but now that's that's a pretty good point of comparison. Yeah, it's just because yeah. I, I, you know, all that to say is that like I, I played the demo that came out publicly for everyone, which was pretty much the same demo that I played at TGS. Uh, played yeah. a good t- chunk of that, and I was kind of disappointed. Like, ooh, this doesn't feel markably different than what I played a few months ago, which that's concerning. But Blake actually uh, DM'd me, and he was like, "Oh, when does this game like start? Like, there's so much." cutscene at the beginning and like so much setting the table when do i get to run around and do the cool parkour and i actually told like i was like look if you just want to run around man maybe just grab that demo because <laughs> that gives <laughs> you all the powers like right out of the gate you know you could just jump in and start running you missed the perfect chance to be me and be like Hunch, you want to run around 
Why don't you try touching grass? <laughs> oh shoot! Yeah, I'll go back you, to that. I'll and edit then you my hang conversation up on his DM. I don't know how you hang up in a DM, but something. <laughs> you just leave Slack, I guess. <laughs> <Turn> <laughs> Kyle has left the off. channel. <laughs> yeah, I, I I still want to play it. Like I, I haven't fired it up yet, but I've, I've got it. I I kind of need to know how it go. Like I need to know how it the story goes, the dialogue stuff. I know there's been a huge discourse of that that I'm personally just sick of at this point it only improves as you go on it has it gives a rough first impression you know story and dialogue but it really gets better and better as you go yeah i mean the stuff that i've seen i it really doesn't stand out as anything remarkably bad compared to other games i've seen it's just like this is like the average marvel tv show some of this stuff you know and i like those so i'm not saying it's amazing either but it's like i've heard way worse in, in other games so i don't know why we're picking on this one but okay yeah i it's that weird sort of like it's weird to see even a b game because the square enix thing but like it's, it's a 70 dollar game yeah yeah it's like that game that's average but like interesting enough that i want to play all of it to kind of just see all of it because it's just so fascinating in just weird different ways it has like cult potential right in five years we'll be like oh Forspoken. We didn't give that its due. You know, yeah, it's, someone's it's, gonna it's, be yelling at you like you really shortchanged Forspoken, Kyle. Yeah, honestly, I think let's <laughs> check back thinking? in a few years. Yeah, remind <laughs> us. Huh. All right. Well, that is our Forspoken review discussion. Of course, go and check out uh and read Kyle's review at gameinformer.com slash reviews. I believe that URL works. I'm checking right now. If it doesn't <laughs> Yeah, it does work. Okay. Just cool. Google Game Informer reviews. You'll find it. Just Google <laughs> Forspoken Game Informer, and it'll be the first thing that pops up. Uh, you'll be good. Yeah. You could have ended that segment saying that we have Forspoken, by the way, Alex. You had, it was right there. Damn it. Let's talk about it again. Let's redo it all. Let's <laughs> start from the scratch. Matt, scrap all of this. Um, okay. Let's get into Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, the game that nobody knew about before yesterday. Uh, yeah, I think it had been kind of leaked. There was a oh, had yeah, it? tiny little rumor, I think. Yeah, yeah, oh. a little bit, but it wasn't like a oh, we all know this is happening. Yeah. Okay, I, I wasn't privy L- to that. Little leak. I I was not. I privy, missed the leak too. A- yeah, I learned after the fact that some people were waiting for it. Uh, well, the developers behind most recently Ghostwire Tokyo, uh, and the Evil Within series, um, Tango GameWorks founded by Shinji Mikami, of course, uh, have put out a, um, a very not Tango Gameworks game. When you think about Tango Gameworks, you think of, you know, these very horrific, uh, scary, and just kind of obtuse experiences. And then you look at something like their new game, Hi-Fi Rush, and it's uh, comic book rhythm game beat em up or they, they watched into the spider verse and were like Ooh, <laughs> yeah that looked cool it okay. honestly looks like a an episode of a show i would watch on like wb kids when i was younger it's like after static shock hi-fi rush coming Ooh, on that's the block right there <laughs> yeah you know what i mean dude static shock yeah. in a weird way it's almost like tango living up to their namesake finally because there is a lot of tangoing in this game it will make you want to tangle because of all the music and all right you got to get out of here <laughs> really good but you know we were talking uh during the live stream and mentioned in the chat kyle that i was like oh this is this is like Kataru man that like obscure ps2 yeah. rhythm game that was like really kind of like not sci-fi but like some futuristic it was guitar weird. guy yeah. But like if it was an action game and then you said that it was like, yeah, if it had a baby with Sunset Overdrive, it's this. I was like, that is the perfect <laughs> the <laughs> yeah, perfect yeah. analogy. Like that is exactly what this is. But I'm curious, like, is it how much how close it is it to either of those games? Oh, good question. I mean, the tone and look really feels like Sunset Overdrive uh, for sure. Not in its gameplay at all. Though. Not in its gameplay at all. And it's and um, not Guitar Man kind of not really either because it's. It's the rhythm element of it, which is very cool, is almost like fully optional. Like if you just want to approach this as like a, a melee action game, like you can. I don't think okay. you're going to have as much fun, but like you can totally be successful just smashing the X button and making your way through each level. But like it's basically like 
I mean, it kind of like feels a little bit like Devil May Cry combat, where it's kind of like focused on like timing. I mean, not. I, I don't want to go. I'm not going too crazy, but like you know how Devil May Cry kind of builds its combos around like long presses and short presses, as opposed yeah. to like multiple buttons. There's a little bit of that in there where you want to press, like you press X on the quarter notes and you press Y on the half notes. So like you skip a beat when you're pressing Y, but you want to maintain your rhythm when you're pressing X. And then like at the end of a combo, a little uh, circle will show up to like that you want to hit uh, in time. And I think that's usually on the, the half note. I could have my music. I'm not like super, I haven't like, I know a little bit. Of no, my, I think that's right. That right? That's okay. what I picked up on as well. Yeah. Okay. And it, the thing about it, man, like, it looks fantastic, which is so funny because like I just moments ago was like Dead Space is the best looking game ever made. And then I play this and I'm like, oh, my God, this looks incredible, too. And it's like it's a combination of just the colors and everything and the the um just the way everything move like everything moves in rhythm to the music that's happening in the background. And I'm and I'm not kidding about the Spider-Verse inspiration. Like they do that thing where they sort of. um animate action sequences on like with fewer frames um and it looks awesome it looks so good and like there's even like little comic book words that will show up when he's like swiping his hand and stuff like that and it's just so like clean and charming in that way and then so far it's it's like a linear action game it kind of actually feels of the era of like maybe like a like the playstation 2 like of, a, of like an action a, a sort of somewhat typical action game of that era where you're just making your way you know, through a linear path of levels, not even levels, but just like on a track, you know, you, you fight in mm-hmm. a, like a little arena setting here, you do a little jumping, you fight in a little arena setting here, you dodge some fireballs here and you're all just like going along a path. But all of that is like set to music. So like the jumping, if you do it in the rhythm of the music in the background, you get a bonus. If you dodge with, with the rhythm of the music by pressing the bumper, like you can do three in a row as long as you're keeping with the music. And then your combos all do way more damage if you're keeping with the music. And like all of that is to say so far, like I'm really liking it. Like it's, it seems like this cool experiment. It, it feels like this cool experimental thing that someone at Tango got really passionate about. And they, I, I it's, it doesn't really feel like this full, like I don't play it and I'm like, oh, I wish this was like an open world where I could go and like see everything this world had to offer. Like I kind of like the just, being on a track and like listening to the music and focusing on that and the f- incredible animation like so far i'm like i'm very positive on it like how is the um how much platforming have you seen because i think the trailer a lot of like the sunset overdrive stuff people saw like the clips of like the the character grinding on the rails and stuff and they're like oh it's like is it is there a lot of that stuff or a lot of platforming that you, at least you've encountered so far not really. I mean, it's just between the sort of combat scenarios. You know, there's like a couple, there's a handful of platforms you're going to jump on. And then there was a sequence where it actually switched to 2D for a little while. So I was like platforming in 2D. I mean, not literal 2D. I mean, the camera locked to the side, right? Like two yeah, and a half yeah. D or whatever you want to call it. Um, so it's not, it's, it is not a platformer. Like if I were to recommend this to someone, I would be like, do you like melee action games? You know, do you like, um, what is what would what, what genre would you call Bayonetta and Devil May Cry? Oh, like That's, stylish action. Like it's it's closer to stylish action with like music being a core element, uh, which That's is cool. cool. It it don't not to not to you know make a pun out of the music thing, but it, we don't like puns here. It does kind of feel like like Tango's like B side, where like it's like okay, this is like not like one of our main releases. Like we're gonna like drop this for the fans. It's going to be a little experimental. It's going to be like, you know, might have like a demo quality feel in terms of like, oh, this is like not a normal sound for the band, but they're kind of stretching their music, you know, their songwriting muscles. Right. But then they took that B side and had the polish of a of a whole studio behind it. It's like it's very polished, but it definitely gives that like like you said, like a passion project or like a side project for somebody at the studio that everybody else was like, yeah, let's make this thing. Let's get it out there. Yeah, It's funny. Cause when you mentioned the, the old school sort of like 2000s era gaming feel, like I feel like there's a universe where this game came out in like 2003 and there would be a separate disc. That's like a demo for the evil within three packed in. And that's, yeah. like, that's how they push this like weird experimental thing off shelves. Like, Hey, that's you know, really weird, funny. But, you know, Hey, we got this in here. So, you know, 
and then you wound up liking this game too. You're like, oh, this is fun. I only bought it for that demo for the thing I want, but this is really cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. The Zone of Enders effect, right? That had the exactly. Metal Crackdown. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Crackdown did. That's right. But, <laughs> it became one of my favorite games ever. May it rest in peace. But yeah, so I mean, I'm only far. I'm only a little bit in. To, I, I guess the greatest danger I could see is like it becoming repetitive or too hard. You know, like maybe it stops being fun if it, the challenge just gets overwhelming. But um, so far, great first impression. You know, two hours or so. Really, the moment I'm done with Dead Space, I'm going back to it. Yeah, music good. Yeah. It's all licensed stuff, so it's like <laughs> it's like pop rock and like I think even there's some like Nine Inch Nails and stuff in there. It starts oh. off with the Black Keys. Yeah, I didn't expect licensed music at all. I thought it it's be... mostly licensed music, maybe if not all. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's good. It's cool. It goes really well. Even if you're not a big fan of that genre, it just it fits the tone, you know? I'm looking at how long to beat, and apparently it's only eight hours long. Oh, that's great. sounds like a good length for what this sounds like. Something yeah, like that yeah. is, yeah. Yeah, yeah I want to play more. Yeah, me too. I'm I the the tutorial is like almost feels like an, an animated episode of a show. Like it's there's a lot the presentation is really impressive. Um but it is lengthy. Like it feels like I'm watching a television show at some points. Um but so I haven't gotten through the whole tutorial, but so far what I like, it feels good. Uh, I've done a couple of the little arenas fighting and I am eager to pick it back up later tonight and keep going. Yeah, I'm excited. I haven't installed, so I'm excited to yeah. jump on it. And it's worth saying this is, uh, of course, Tango is a Bethesda studio, Bethesda published studio, right? Yeah. So therefore it is uh, only on Xbox right now. So you can get it on Xbox Game Pass on console and PC. I'm playing it on PC, um, Xbox Game Pass. But I think PC only through Windows, right? I don't think it's on Steam yeah, or... Correct. Yeah. yeah, just through Windows, through the uh, Xbox app. Um, that's how I'm playing it, and uh, it's going good so far. So let's get into some housekeeping real quick before we get to a few listener questions, and then uh, we're going to get out of here. Uh, housekeeping always starts off with a new podcast review. Uh, and we've got uh, our, our last podcast, our last from the recent batch of podcast reviews. So if you'd like to go and leave one for us, now's your chance. Uh, this week's review is from Apple Podcasts from user YZ Jamie. They left us a five stars. The headline says perfect. Uh, and the review reads, this podcast has perfect timing. Speaking of, speaking of rhythm, perfect timing, comedy, Great news, and all of this combines to make the best podcast of all time. Seven out of five. Did my mom write all this? Time. Uh, yeah, we did it. All, yeah, man, take that. Did Apple they? Did they review 50. my my One Piece game? Because I, I I want some feedback on that. I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, YZ Jamie, for that uh, that very very nice uh, review. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, uh, leaving Ms. a Van review Aiken. does help us out. What's yeah, Miss yeah, Mrs. Van Aken. Mrs. Van Aken. Uh, so thank you for leaving us that review. We really appreciate it. It helps us out uh, and helps us kind of um, uh, climb a little higher in the charts. Um, you know, I mean, we're the best of all time. Well, oh yeah, we are the best of all time. Now we're and just if we are in the line. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, honestly, there's a lot of competition. So if we're gonna hold this line, we're gonna need the backing of all of our listeners, our wonderful listeners. Um, but what what I was gonna say is. Uh, leaving a podcast review helps, but what helps us even more is sharing the show with a friend. Uh, if uh, they like video game podcasts or maybe they're a fan of uh, Game Informer from they grew up reading Game Informer and they don't know that we have a podcast. You can be like, hey, go check out the Game Informer show. It's pretty good. It's the best podcast of all time. So, yeah, we we appreciate you doing that for us. And uh, if you do do that, we want to say thanks and shout you out. This week, man, okay, there's a lot of news that's going to be coming up soon for Game Informer that we can't quite talk about yet, but, you know, maybe we'll have a new cover coming in the next couple weeks that you can check out. I feel like, you know, that's probably a possibility and that you'll want to go to GameInformer.com sometime maybe on in the this, next maybe couple Maybe it's coming weeks. Tuesday. I don't know. Maybe, who knows? Who knows? There. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, but you might want to bookmark it hypothetically for Tuesday um, and then next week, you know, hypothetically we might have more details to share. It's all theories, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't, I don't know anything. I just work here, you know? 
They don't tell uh, me nothing. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow Kyle at Kyle M. Hilliard. Hilliard is spelled with two L's in the middle. Uh, you can follow Marcus at Marcus Stewart seven, as it sounds. And you can follow me at it's Van Aiken. Uh, of course, go and listen to all things Nintendo hosted by Brian Shea, our online content director. I believe this week uh, they are doing a golden eye retrospective of some kind. So that sounds exciting uh, because I guess it's golden eyes back. It's coming out Tomorrow. on what Friday. Yeah. yeah. Depending yeah. on when you listen to this, it's probably already out. Yeah. Yeah. So go check out all things Nintendo if you're a golden eye fan. Uh, and then lastly, shout out to our podcast editor, Matt, uh, AKA DJ Stormageddon. They host a couple podcasts, a couple gaming podcasts, one of which is Fun and Games, which is like their more general, kind of uh, what you would expect in a more general gaming format. And then they have a Bioware podcast called Reignite. So go listen to those two and uh, say thanks to Matt for us. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Oh, one, one other additional quick little plug, Alex. I've been trying to uh, do some stuff with the Game Informer TikTok account. If you use TikTok, oh, yeah. go follow that. It's game underscore informer. So I, I've been trying to put stuff up there, you know, every as much as I can. So let's yeah. go follow we need it. To I will come up with a game informer TikTok dance. No, we're good. I checked. Um, we could, though. <laughs> we might be good, Kyle, but we could. I mean, yeah. if you want to like see truncated versions of uh, our, our reviews for Dead Space and Forspoken, you can go check those out on TikTok. But yeah. I mean, I'm not dancing. And we do there. dance alongside no. the <laughs> gameplay footage. I'm not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> also, I feel like we get more views. One last plug uh, Kyle and I have just started our new Super Replay. Oh. We are playing uh, Dino Crisis. That's amazing. You know, keeping on the the PS1 survival horror train, we recorded the first episode today, so it should be on YouTube already when you're listening to this. Uh, you know, that's awesome. I actually, speaking of TikTok, I got to go grab the clip of us of the T Rex bursting through the window in the office. I'm gonna pull, I'm gonna put that on TikTok. <laughs> it's a very very funny moment in the stream. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, check that out. Uh, each week, uh, playing that entire game. So and that is that. You can uh, watch us live Twitch.tv slash game informer or go watch the vod uh, on our second youtube channel uh youtube.com slash game informer shows but youtube has like changed the way they do their urls now so you have to put like the little at symbol in front of game informer shows hmm. really yeah they're they're making a change with new channels it's annoying hmm. but now you know um let's get into listener emails if you want to be part of the show uh, this is the part of the show that you get to influence what we talk about so you can go and leave us an email uh, podcast at gameinformer.com you can join our discord uh, by subscribing to us on twitch one time uh, and then you can go into the game informer show channel and leave us a question uh, i'm most most weeks i put a call out and tag folks uh, and that's your chance to be a part of the show so judonka donk on discord asks which studios are due for a genre flip like tango of course referencing uh hi-fi rush I would say Naughty Dog. They've done a lot of uh, since like what 2007 Uncharted. It's been yeah. third person action adventure games. They haven't yeah. really done, I guess, really anything other than that since then. You know, before that, they were known for third person platformers with uh, Crash Bandicoot and Jack and Daxter. So I think now the time has come to make the next shift, like you know, maybe a first person game, maybe oh, yeah. or, or something or. They made a racing game as well. Oh, they made a few, I guess, if you count Crash Team Racing and Jack X Combat Racing. Yeah. I mean, we The Last of Us Racing. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you don't come in first, you're last of us. That's mm. what it says well, in the back they of the can, box. They can figure out those details. <laughs> yeah, it's not our problem. <laughs> I can't wait to, uh, to ride on my clicker cart. The first racing game to ever make you cry. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, but yeah, I would love to see that studio. Like, you know, Naughty Dog's in that like elite tier of like anything they do, I pay attention to, you know, whatever yeah. they announce. So, I would love to see them do just like I said, like it's just complete genre flip. I whatever it is, just I, I'm good on the third person action shooter, whatever. For now, now I say that, and the moment they announce Last of Us Three on Uncharted Five, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> um, but. 
But they could do something different. I would like that. I think for me, uh, Super Giant would be cool. They've kind of, with Hades 2 coming out. I mean, if you think about their games, they do, they often do genre flips themselves. Yeah. Uh, think of like Pyre. I guess Pyre stands out as like the biggest flip, but a lot of their games are kind of the top down isometric action games. What was Transistor? I played very was little. Was that turn based? Tra- yeah, that's what I was going to ask. It was, tur- it was like turn based strategy, but a very weird take on turn based strategy, but that was still top down isometric. Gotcha. I mean, they've okay. used that viewpoint, even if it's yeah. like a different genre. Mm-hmm. With the exception yeah. of Pyre. Like one one thing I think that Super Giant I would love to see is like a 3D game from them of some kind. I think that'd be really interesting. Cause I mean they have these like really talented 2D artists, obviously. And maybe they could bring in like a couple three D artists and like combine those forces to like do something really interesting looking. I would love to uh, see like if it was like cell shading, but it was like Gen Z's art style gen z's art style well she's like the like she is the the super giant oh God, like that I'm art sorry. style is no hard. i'm with you Alex. I, I was like yeah. i thought you meant like the whole the like, generation oh no no no, no. her <laughs> name is gen z yeah <laughs> yeah i was thinking the the group As in, like kids. jennifer z yeah um, yeah okay but, i'm with you okay yeah but i mean like her art style applied yeah. to 3d models and like would a be really cool kind of way yeah i, I would like want man like now that you're talking about them because they're so good at like 2D art, I would love like a 2D hand drawn platformer from them, like oh. a Metroid or like a Metroid inspired, which I know every indie studio has done. But like, man, that would look so good. <laughs> they haven't art, yet. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, that's really cool. What about you, Kyle? What's your pick? Um, you know, I was kind of thinking of like, um, oh, now the the there's the name is slipping. The XCOM developers. Why can't I think? Oh, Praxis. Uh, Praxis. Yeah. I think it would be cool just to see them sort of stretch their wings a little and make like an action game, you know, like just just take their sort of game design know-how and apply it to an action game as opposed to strategy or, or sim, you know? Did, didn't they do that XCOM Declassified game or was that outsourced I don't think to that a different was them. team? I think that was outsourced to a different team. That's an interesting Okay, because like, that was like XCOM, but just as a Gosh. straight up action like shooter. Right? That is like... Shooter. That is like the epitome of like, you remember that game? You yeah, that right. Game he really came <laughs> and went because it was just kind of okay. Yeah, okay, 2K I couldn't Marin. remember if that was them or not. 2K no, that's Marin. 2K Marin. We did Bioshock. Okay. Yeah, Bioshock 2 and then XCOM Declassified. What a weird thing. Should we replay that game? Should I was we super say, replay? That sounds like a prime <laughs> replay candidate. Yeah. But just, you know, I like, I, I'm not a big strategy tactics guy. So I just think it would be cool to see their. They are obviously very talented game designers. Like it would be cool to see them apply those skills to something outside of their uh, comfort zone. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Is the easiest genre flip now to just make your franchise into a Musou? I hope yeah, not. Because you just like call... Nintendo has figured that out of like, oh, we just. I hope not. Because I I do not like those ty- those type of games. Imagine yeah. if The Last of Us was a Musou and you just had like a a, a billion clickers. And then Joel is just swinging a bat and they all go flying by like the dozen. <laughs> oh my God. I, mean, I wouldn't say I'd play it. <laughs> I played a bunch of those movies. No. Like, the Last of Us Warriors. <laughs> no, I hate that. You say uh, that. Next now. question. And you say it after the game comes out, but. Zachary Pluggy asks The PS1 survival horror era holds a special place in my heart. Do you think current survival horror games capture the same vibe? both spooky and campy as that previous era if not do you think it's for better or worse uh that's an interesting question I, campy i feel like is almost out the window at this point I can't yeah remember the last I time like so even too. signalis which is like the closest thing i would say to like was not campy not campy at all um and i don't really mind that the campiness is like a product of the era of like times, figuring out yeah. like how to make video games you know yeah Capcom's retained that with Resident Evil. Like even the newer ones, they have like yeah. Ethan Winters is such a cheese ball of a dude <laughs> in his weird quips. Like I guess I do still take seven and eight so seriously though. But you are right. Like it is like a tale of witches and werewolves, and it gets yeah. it goes off the rails in a way Winter that I Village love. Is but... Ethan Winters saying the dumbest things like all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's a good and his point. hand he loses his hand like so many times. Yeah, but that's ex- guys. You got to beat eight. It's all explained. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> no i beat it i still have questions but, <laughs> I but uh, yeah, I, mean, I did too 
they all feel different now. Like I, I think I think the be the closest I feel like it got to feeling old school is like the beginning of Resident Evil Seven. I feel like the first couple hours where you're just in the house of Seven was mm-hmm. the closest to me it felt like a modernized version of classic Resident Evil, if that makes sense. Because yeah, it was like sure. a single location and like it just I feel like that's what was the success of Seven is like, wow, this feels like old school Resident Evil but it looks great. It's first person. It's you. It's it's different enough, you know. But mm. yeah, as far as like like Dead Space is an action game. Resident Evil Four was was an action game. I'm sure the remake is gonna feel like an action game. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, there was stuff like there were definitely attempts to like emulate that, like the Evil Within stuff. Even though those are probably on, they're definitely on the action end. They def- there's like spooky moments in those games where you can tell they're trying to take it back to i guess old school survival horror i mean we got like the silent hill 2 remake happening and you know we'll see how that goes of like if they fiddle with the i don't know action to horror ratio uh in any like big way but yeah i i there I mean there's definitely still room for it i i i don't know how successful signalis was uh you know it's hard when it's on game pass right but you know people love that game so you know I, even if it's like a window to more like retro style you know revivals of it uh i'd be down for that but you know in terms of like just brand new experiences from like a triple a dev it's like i'm just gonna make the thing that used to scare me as a kid i don't know i would like to see more of those but yeah they do tend to it's either they get really actiony or they go way the hard opposite where you get the sort of amnesia style stuff of like you're defenseless and you there is no combat you just run and hide basically yeah. which is also not quite what that era was either <laughs> i don't know that's how we've been playing dino crisis marcus because i just <laughs> I, I walk into a room i see a velociraptor i press r2 to do a quick turn and i leave <laughs> <laughs> as you would if you saw one in real life yeah. awesome well i think that's gonna do it for the show this week we had one more question but i think we're gonna save it for next week thank you everybody for writing in um, and stay tuned for next week. Sorry about these episodes going up on, on later than usual lately. It's just been uh, release schedules. We've been wanting to talk about certain games, and we've had guests, and sometimes it just makes sense to hold the episode for a day so that we can kind of meet embargoes and all that kind of fun stuff. So, uh, yeah, thanks for, thanks for your patience. Uh, we will see you next Thursday, though, for sure. Of course, review the show. Go follow the crew on social. Share it with a friend, all that fun stuff. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.